Assalamu alaikum, peace be upon you and welcome to the Illuminated Heart podcast. My name is Ahlam Riyashi and I am your host. This podcast is for the souls who seek to find holistic healing in Allah and who desire to become better versions of themselves spiritually, mentally and emotionally. We will be exploring topics on mental health, combined with Islamic spirituality, as well as incorporating tips on self-love, healing, empowerment, positive mindset, and more. So if you are that soul that is interested on embarking this journey, I am so glad you're here. Let's start healing together. Twenty twenty one was an incredibly painful year for me. I went through so much hardship, but I also gained so many lessons, and I wanted to share them with you in this episode. Number one, the top lesson that I learned is that whatever you're going through, hold on to Allah. Allah is your lifeline. Allah is the one who will get you through it. You may lose yourself in the process. You may lose people, you may lose things, but one thing that you should hold on to is Allah. Holding on to Allah, seeking Him, making dua, talking to Him, reading Quran and remembering the soothing words of Allah really helps you get through those tough times. Without Allah, I don't know where I would be today. Without Allah, I wouldn't have been able to survive. Allah is the source of strength for you in these difficult times. I know it isn't easy because you question everything in difficulty. You question yourself, you question your faith, and sometimes you question your existence. Life becomes unbearable and confusing. You can't make sense of what's going on. You can't make sense of why you're going through this hardship, but reminding yourself of the qualities of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that he is the most loving, the most wise, the all-knowing, the all-hearing. He hears your voice before you even utter a word. He knows what is within your chest. He knows what pain you're going through. Yet he is still loving you, still blessing you, and wants goodness for you. That is what gives you the strength to keep moving. So hold on to Allah and never let him go. Number two, take action. Even when it's really, really, really hard. And I know how hard it is. When you're going through a really tough time, when you're going through depression, when everything just seems to be really hard and you're dragging yourself, you're trying to survive, Take action. Take small action bit by bit because you are the one who can change your own life. By taking action, you'll be pulling yourself out of that situation. By taking action, you'll be transforming your life with every step. It's very easy to feel hopeless and feel powerless and feel like you can't do anything. You don't feel like doing anything. You're drowning in your misery. 
but motivate yourself, love yourself enough to take action and to overcome what it is you're dealing with. If you're not happy about situation, change it. Take action. Do whatever you can. Research about it. Find ways. Seek support. You are in power of your life. I want you to remember that. There may be some things out of your control that you can't manage, but there are many other things that are within your control that you can manage. And for those things, I say take action. And by taking action, you will be transforming your life and you will be changing the condition that you're in and you'll be changing your emotions and what you're experiencing. Through the hardships that I was going through, I continued to take action. I continued to find ways to help myself. And because of those actions that I took, my life has completely transformed. I am in a completely different space today, physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually. So remember, take action and change your life as well. Number three, sometimes Allah causes you to find no one in your time of need because he wants you to find only him. This is one of the most painful tests you can go through. It may be that no one around you is understanding what you're going through. It may be that there's people there who are trying to support you, but they don't know how to support you. But ultimately, the only person who can truly help you is Allah. The only person who actually understands what you're going through is Allah. It's extremely painful when you're going through this and you desperately need people to be there for you. You desperately need people to support you. You desperately need people to understand what's going on. But you find all doors closed and the only door that's open is Allah's. As painful as this test is, the beauty in it is that Allah wants you for himself. The beauty in it is that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wants to teach you the lesson of relying in him alone. To understand that it's only him that you can truly turn to and it's only him that you can truly find solace in. Also the other beautiful lesson is that Allah wants to teach you that you are strong enough to handle things on your own. You may have people in your life whom you thought you could never live without. But Allah shows you your strength that you can and you will. The only one you can't live without is Allah. For someone who's a codependent like I was, Allah teaches you to become emotionally resilient and emotionally independent. You have no choice but to stand up and survive on your own. Trust me, Allah is building your strength when he does this to you. He is training you to become a warrior. After that training, you become transformed. If people are in your life, you praise Allah and you are thankful for it. And if people aren't there, you're also grateful because you know you can handle it on your own and Allah is always there with you. Number four, making excuses for people and not seeing them for who they are will cost you. Boy, this is a tough one. If you're anything like me, 
and you go through your life continuously making excuses for people because that's the kind of person you are. You want to see the good in people all the time, so you dismiss the red flags. It's going to cost you. And this was my lesson in 2021. You've got to see people for who they are. Yes, we make excuses for people. This is what Islam teaches us. However, if you continuously avoid seeing the person for who they are in their actions, it will cause you problems later on. So take my advice. Trust someone's actions, not words. Number five. Cutting people out of your life is sometimes necessary for your survival, whether that be permanently or temporarily. It doesn't mean that you're a bad person. It simply means that sometimes you've got to put yourself first and think about the people who are impacting your life and how they're impacting your life. I think this is a really tough one for people pleasers, like I was. It's not easy removing people out of your life because you're always thinking about how they're going to perceive you. You're always thinking about how they're going to feel about it. Even though the relationship may have outgrown, there's no common interest between you. There's no compatibility between you. Or it may be that they're not benefiting you spiritually, mentally, emotionally, for whatever reason. People change in life and um, and the experiences that we go through in life change us. So our circles change. Sometimes you are faced with really tough decisions of having to cut people off that you never imagined, like family members. Again, for your survival and people may not understand it but you know what is your intention and Allah knows your intention behind it if something is harming you and you need time for yourself you need time to survive on your own there's no sin on you doing that so do what's right for you in order for you to survive and thrive number six be careful who you seek support from. Okay, this is a really, really important one. And why I say that is because the people that you seek support from often are the people around you who will give you advice based on their own life experiences, their own opinions, their own trauma, their own fears, their own underlying subconscious they will project their opinions onto you about what you should do when only you know truly what's best for your situation. Without knowing, they will be projecting their inner fears, their subconscious beliefs onto you. And if you're someone who's struggling to make decisions for yourself and have been struggling to make decisions for yourself in life, it's going to be tough. Most people don't even realize they're doing this. Some people may be advising you innocently, thinking that is what you should do. You need to do X, Y, and Z. But nobody can tell you what to do in your situation because they've not lived your situation, number one. 
Number two, they don't know the full dynamic. Number three, the advice that they're giving you is based on their own inner beliefs. Okay, let me give an example. You go to a friend and say to her, you want to go back to university and do a course. And that friend turns around and says to you, wow, like, that's amazing. But are you sure like you can do it? I mean, you've got two kids and it's going to be really hectic. It's going to be so time consuming. Like you're already struggling with housework and also work as well. Like how are you actually going to do it? Are you even sure about that? Maybe you should just, you know, think about doing something part-time instead. That friend has just projected their own fear of failure onto you. They've projected their lack of self-belief onto you. They've projected their own doubt onto you. And they've completely discouraged you from pursuing something that you're passionate about. That was a minor example. I want to give a very serious example to demonstrate how it's so important for you to be careful of whom you seek support from. A woman confides in her friend and tells her that she's been really struggling in her marriage for so many years and she is contemplating on divorce. That friend replies with, oh my god, this is really devastating. Are you sure about your decision? What about the kids? You really need to think about how that's going to impact them. And where are you going to live? And how are you going to manage everything on your own? Have you tried everything to save this marriage? Look, every marriage has its troubles. No marriage is perfect, so just be grateful for what you have. I'm sure you can work it out. Okay, I'm going to stop my acting there. You get the gist. It can go on and on. But can you see the dynamic there? Can you see what's going on? This friend has completely made the woman doubt herself, doubt her decision, as if she's not even thought about these things before. The friend has no idea about the full dynamic this woman has gone through and is making her doubt a decision that probably took her a very, very long time to get to. From the friend's perspective, she was innocently giving advice to this woman, but there's a difference in helping someone see a different perspective and making them doubt their decision, especially a very, very serious decision. The damage that can cause is very deep, actually, um, and that's why I say it's so important to be careful of who you seek support from. I'm sure we've all been there where we've projected our own opinions and said things that that may have unintentionally harmed someone. That's why self-awareness is so incredibly important. When someone is speaking to you and confiding in you about anything, be aware of your own beliefs and keep that separate from that person. Seek support in friends who are non-judgmental and who do not project on you. But the best advice is to invest in professional help, professional counsellors or coaches who have the skills to support you and to help you make the decision that is right for you. Number seven, practicing self-care and compassion for yourself is absolutely essential during a hardship. 
your body is in survival mode and it's important to make time to practice acts that will help to calm you down, relax you and to help you heal slowly from the process. My favorite practices of self-care involve taking a mindful walk outside on your own, just simply connecting with nature, taking deep breaths, communicating with Allah, meditation with deep breathing, that is so helpful. It really helps to calm the mind and body. I highly recommend it. Taking bubble baths, relaxing, things that make you happy, that fill you with joy, dressing up and getting glam is an excellent form of therapy as well. Highly recommend it. Treating yourself to a good meal that you enjoy, journaling as well. That's definitely a great form of self-care. It helps you release all the feelings and all the thoughts within your mind and soul. Getting into bed and reading a good book, lighting up some candles, setting a good relaxing ambiance, and of course, definitely reading Quran as much as you can, sitting and making dua to Allah and having conversations with him, just free-flowing conversations. These are the different practices that you can try. Investing in a counsellor and a coach, again, is the number one way that you can start to implement self-care into your life. Remember, if you're sick emotionally and mentally, then treat yourself like a patient. Treat yourself with compassion and gentleness and love. Take it easy, get support, get help and do everything that you can to make life as easy as possible for yourself. If you've never had a session with a counsellor or coach before, this is the year for you to try it. Highly recommend it. It is definitely the best way of getting to know yourself better and healing from whatever trauma you have gone through in your life, whatever wounds that are within you. As a spiritual and mental health coach, I am now offering talk therapy sessions. So if you are interested and need someone to help you on your journey of healing, please get in touch. My website is www.theilluminatedheart.com and if you would like to seek help from a professional counsellor, I will leave a link below for you to find a suitable counsellor for yourself. Last year I invested in a coach and it was definitely one of the best decisions I made for myself. Her page is called Mindfully Muslima. I will link her details down below as well. And she was such an amazing support in my life. So I want to give a lot of credit to her for the work that she did with me and for helping me get through a really, really difficult year. Number eight, learn to trust your decisions. Trust yourself. You know what's best for you. This is a really hard one for people pleasers, again, because you may have been conditioned to always care about what other people think and how your decisions will impact other people. You put yourself on the bottom of the list 
This is the year for you to learn how to trust your own decisions and do what's right for you. Even if the whole world is against you, as long as Allah won't be pleased with your action, trust yourself. You know yourself better than anyone. So validate yourself and validate your own decisions and don't wait for other people to approve your decisions for you, nor allow other people to make you feel wrong for the decisions that you want to take in your own life. Number nine, practicing gratitude really helps you get through the tough times. Even in those moments of difficulty, when everything seems so dark and nothing looks positive in your life, your mind is clouded with the negativity, everything seems to be going wrong, you can't bear the pain anymore, take a moment and talk to Allah and there you will remember that you are still so blessed in so many ways. The first thing is that you still have your connection with Allah. That is the greatest blessing, that you still have your faith. If you have some people around you supporting you, alhamdulillah. If you have some food that day to fill your stomach, alhamdulillah. If you have eyes to see the beautiful sunshine when you wake up in the morning, alhamdulillah. If you have a bed with a duvet, alhamdulillah. If you have a home, a roof over your head, alhamdulillah. If you have running water and you, you can open the tap and drink fresh, clean water, alhamdulillah. If you have a heart beating and you have no other health problems, alhamdulillah. If you have hands to use and feet to walk, alhamdulillah. If you have some money and you can go to a corner shop and buy whatever you want, alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah, there are so many things that we can still be grateful for. So many positives still in our lives. At the same time, I want to remind us all that that is not a reason to invalidate your experience or your emotions, or the difficulty that you're going through. You, are, as a human being, still have a right to feel the way that you feel, and you have a right to grieve, you have a right to cry, and you should, you should, you should feel those things. Practicing gratitude does not wipe out the fact that you don't have any difficulties. This is often a misunderstanding by people. Um, it's also termed as toxic positivity. Or also not understanding a humanistic approach that, yes, we have so much to be grateful for, but at the same time, we are human beings with emotions and with experiences. So punishing yourself or shaming others and saying, well, there's so much for you to be grateful for. Just count your blessings. Overlook all of this you know, uh, stop being ungrateful. That's a term that a lot of people say when someone is going through a hardship and they are sharing their misery, they're sharing their pain, they are grieving or struggling. It is not a time to say to someone, stop being ungrateful. They are not being ungrateful. They are simply a human being going through a difficulty. So I just want us all to remember that and have compassion for yourself. Yes, you have many things to be grateful for. And at the same time, you are struggling. They can both go hand in hand. 
Practicing gratitude is simply a tool that helps you navigate through your hardships with a little less difficulty. And finally, number 10, the best lesson of all, love yourself. Love yourself. This is the year if you've not done it before. Create the life that you love and treat yourself as the best thing in the world that has happened to you. I want you to remember that you aren't your experiences or your trauma. You are a beautiful soul that Allah has created and you deserve to live in happiness, in joy, in abundance. Make yourself a priority because you can't serve other people and be the best to other people if you're not the best to yourself. You need to talk good to yourself. You need to treat yourself with love and compassion gentleness, and the love that you so freely give to others. My page is all about inspiring you to believe that you are a beautiful soul created by Allah and that you should treat yourself like that. I want you to learn how to find healing within yourself and Allah. My mission is to empower you to find your strength, to inspire you to illuminate your heart with Allah to rid your heart of pain, of hidden diseases, and to fill it with love for Allah and for yourself. Thank you so much for listening till the end. I hope you enjoyed this episode. It was so nice to share with you my lessons. And I'd love to hear what lessons you've learned in 2021. Feel free to contact me on my Instagram page for your feedback. And I can't wait to see you back here again next Friday, inshallah. Mm-hmm.